Sean, why did the curio kill the cat? The curio killed the cat because it was full of nonsense. Close, close, (laughs) because it was so heavy with tchotchkes. (laughs) (laughs) Let me guess, Uh, you made that joke up. I made that up. I'm working on my set. You know, I'm working on my set, sort of like the the joke I made a couple of weeks ago, you know. So the curio cabinet fell on the cat. Fell on the cat. Well, I mean, that could happen. You know, curio curio killed the cat. Curiosity killed the cat. Curio. That could happen because, you know, cats are curious and they would jump on curio cabinets. And a heavy curio will kill a cat. Yes. So (laughs) We're full of alliteration today. Yes, we are. You know, it's been two weeks since we've been together, so I'm... You know, sort of feeling we, rambunctious. We've been holding the alliteration at bay. Alliteration at bay. Yeah. You know that, that, You've been feeling rambunctious and rambunctious, rowdy and rambunctious. ready to rock and roll. Uh, you know, the R's, the R's are rolling. <laughs> the R's are rolling. Yeah. I, I, I've blown in with the wind. I was in New Mexico last week, and uh, my lips almost fell off my face. They were so chapped and cracked. And <laughs> it's pretty back windy here in Oklahoma, was, too. That's what I hear. It, it's a windy earth. So the wind's rolling down the plain, as they say in Oklahoma It is today. a windy earth. And it yeah. is. Uh, we're recording on April 22nd. It's actually Earth Day. Earth Day. Yeah. Yes, a windy Earth Day. Yeah. Happy belated Earth Day happy to earth anybody day. listening yeah. after the fact here at Wacky Poem Life, wacky, where wacky we are life. recording in the Rural Oklahoma Museum of Poetry. Yeah. We come to you every week with a 30-minute segment about a poem that was left on the walls here at the museum or at one of our events. Yeah. And it's... uh, Or sent to us in the mail, which has happened too. Which has happened. And it's, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, it's been a really uh, interesting experience, the knowledge of how far this podcast reaches. Yeah. And we will, you know, discuss that just a little bit with with the one we had about the Ukrainian tribute. Mm -hmm. But... uh, and I have friends in and family in New Mexico who absolutely are really enjoying this. Yeah, well, they should. Yeah, more and people should. Absolutely, Everywhere. spread the word. And yes, I was in Santa Fe, and my, you know, my sister and her significant wore our shirts. Uh, we were proudly. That was a wonderful picture of you all. We have many pic, many photos of us mm-hmm. all over the square, posing with people who we didn't know. We said, "Would you pose with us?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> Spreading the wacky Spread poem the life word. word. Spread the word. Hey, y'all, yeah. if you haven't seen it, I don't know, I need to post one. We've got uh, shirts, T-shirts here for sale in the museum, but I'll I'll mail one to you, too, if you live outside of town. It's kind of an electric green. It is an ice green. Sort of a baseball kind of shirt. It's got, like, two white mm. stripes on the sleeves. And my favorite part are the two fists that say poem life. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to paint my thumbnails magenta <laughs> one of these days, and I'm going to do my photo. To, my, you to know, go with it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. My signature look. Look, I'm going to be taking one of those shirts to Oklahoma City next weekend mm-hmm. um, to a friend who has requested one. So excellent promoting. I might promotion. need to order some more. Yeah, hot item. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and, you mentioned um, a couple of episodes ago. Mm-hmm. We did a poem that was in a postcard sent to us from Ukraine. Yep. It was actually sent to the museum many years ago, but as um, you know, horribly as things happen right. it became right. appropriate again it did. and uh, yes, it did. 
So we were going to kind of give an update because we made contact with the uh, young man who, who sent us that postcard yeah. in y- Ukraine. Yuri. Yuri made contact with you, I believe, first. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, it was on my it was on my mind to do this podcast. I been, had been wanting to, and you made it happen. You and I during the podcast we said, "Wouldn't it be wonderful if he reached out to us? Wouldn't mm-hmm. that be just amazing?" Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, mm-hmm. through the magic of you know whatever you know causes, he reached out to you. You reached out to him and made mm-hmm. a connection, mm-hmm. and he actually listened to the podcast, yeah. which is powerful to yeah. think this podcast was listened to over in Lviv, Ukraine, mm-hmm. and. Um, where he has intermittent, intermittent, uh, intermittent access to intermittent. the internet. Yes, yeah. and he communicated to us that he is living in hell. Is how he put it. I yes, can't imagine I that. I live is, in hell. I live in hell. I imagine mm-hmm. that is exactly what's going on. And um, I actually reached out to him myself, and he responded. I posted the poem that I wrote because I want my friends wanted to read it uh, again, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he actually reacted to that, which I was really uh, something that touched me very yeah. much to know yeah. that to know that someone over in Ukraine. Uh, responded to that and it touched them and I want them to know I want him to know that we're thinking of him mm-hmm. and want to do anything we can to help that situation yeah is obviously a very gracious man because he responded to your poem he also last week was my birthday he sent me a message wishing me happy birthday yes. and it just I you know I almost started crying because yeah. <laughs> my life is so cushy and wonderful and here yeah. is this man in the midst of this horrible takeover of his country and uh, he's in hiding yeah. with uh, a lot of other people and seeing all the devastation around him. And he wishes me happy birthday. That's how considerate and kind yeah. he is yeah. to do that. I, th- I thought the same thing. How yeah. considerate to step out of your situation to wish you a happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I, we're going to continue to keep in touch with him because uh-huh. I am now in contact with him with social media as, as, I, as I can keep in contact with him as he's able to. And I wish him safety and, and, yeah. and, and, and to be well. He asked of me that I communicate to everyone listening just to keep the their plight in the front of your mind mm-hmm. and to not let it fade with um, you know other other frivolous things that are occurring in this country because it's it's very very serious over there and let's keep it in mind and again the power of poetry is kind of what brought us together yep and like I was telling you Sean earlier I said I have never had a poem that I have ever written that it touched people quite as much as that one particular poem mm-hmm. it just kind of spewed out of me very quickly and I uh, it's something I'm proud of yeah. as, as I've gone back and read it. This, this is the reason why people who uh, start writing poetry, especially when they do when they're really young and they don't really know why they're writing it, mm-hmm. that's why they continue. That's why they keep going because mm-hmm. it is a compulsion and it is a it is a feeling and a knowledge and awareness that's confirmed often that it is important, it's significant, it's a way of communicating that happens uh, with words as in no other way. Yeah. No other way can right. compare right. to to how you can communicate with someone through poetry. Right. And yeah. sometimes in ways that not even you realize that no. it touches them. No. And you're, it, it takes you aback saying, mm-hmm. well, well, thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, very powerful. So I'm so appreciative of that and the fact that you facilitated that contact. And now it feels like it's very meaningful to me. And yeah. we're going to continue. Yeah. So, yeah. so and the that power was ep- of poetry. That was episode 24. It was called Ukraine Testament. If you want to go back and uh, and listen to that, and please do. Please mm-hmm. do listen to that. That's one of. Uh, they're all important. I love every podcast. That one is especially special. Mm-hmm. And is that, that word. So, and that episode yeah. had at the ending of it. I had a some information about how you can help in in a number of different ways. So yeah. Yeah. Please take yeah. a listen. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And the the poem today is of a, a, a different subject, but I think it's also very fascinating. I was talking mm-hmm. to you about you're a, you're a 
You're a thing finder. Yeah. I am a treasure hunter, <laughs> and the two of us make a potent pair. Yeah. I'm going next weekend to Oklahoma City to look through pastures in some pastures Jones, full of things, Jones, Oklahoma, which I've never been to. So I'm going to do the I'm going to do the cow patty polka and be and be looking for treasures with my pink vinyl wheeling tote bag. So somebody yeah. might decorate one in cow patties. <laughs> you might end up bringing it home and hanging it on your wall. It might, it might be a trend. I can see. It might be a trend. I can see someone doing that. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm looking forward. <laughs> yeah. So the the poem we're going to talk about today is uh, it's a poem about memories and collections and thing finding and yeah, yeah things that are important to us. It I know. When it was written, simply because it was written on a postcard, and on the back of it, it says Wonder City Word Fest, April 15th, which was my birthday, and Locust Grove, and this was 2017, and I think what the activity was that went with this was you picked out a block that had a letter on it, and then you wrote a poem that had to do something with that letter, and the and this person has written the letter W and circled it on the card. And so if you're listening to us anywhere besides wackypoemlife.com, you might want to go over there because you can see the picture of, and see what I'm talking about. Yeah. So I think this is from 2017. It's unsigned, and uh, it's it's uh, it's a poem written, and it has something to do with the letter W. W. Mm-hmm. And you had asked me to bring uh, something that I wouldn't grab if I my house were on fire. Yes. What would I grab? Yeah. So my two dogs are out in the car, and I also <laughs> – Kidding. I would, I would grab them, of course. But I, I you know, I, we, we'll talk about, I suppose, after we read the poem, yeah. what, what we have brought. Yeah. Uh, in case of a fire, what was of important to us. Yes. So um, I, I shall read if you would like okay. the, this, this uh, lovely poem Hanging shadow boxes of grandma's jewelry and grandpa's fishing tackle and hunting photos, fond childhood memories, whitewashed by the passage of time. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Yes. Yeah. So whitewashed, whitewashed, I think, is the – it's not – it's down there in the next to the last line, but I think that's what the person was, you know – Used the W for? Yeah. And uh, so thinking thinking whitewashed and then going back, it's kind of an interesting connection to go back and then bring in these things from um, the past that this person, I guess, has in their home. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And whitewashing um, – might mean fading over time, uh-huh. you know, like like bones will bleach, like mm-hmm. driftwood will bleach and fade, whitewash, uh, give a nice patina to uh-huh. something, you oh, an aging, uh-huh. uh, whitewashing. So that was a nice, uh, yeah, know, Im- image. Well, see, me. that's an interesting word too. I th- and like I said, I I think I told you before we started. That's the most interesting word in the poem to me because it can have that positive connotation like you just said yeah, and yeah. it can have the negative one too that you're trying to cover up something that you don't want people that is to true. see when yeah. you whitewash a fence you're covering over old paint or you're making it look new again or yeah you're, you're or you're trying to to give it a, a a false you know appearance or impression you're whitewashing something you're deceiving us and so it that that's I like that word because yeah. you can you can think about it in, in both and of I those ways. I thought of whitewashed as being trying to cover, mm-hmm. you know, trying to cover. Uh, I'm always going to think. I'm always going to think about the negative bill. Neg- <laughs> <laughs> we have we have to have the dark with the light, you know. And it's just you know I'm a very optimistic person, but I with when I'm started when I look at the word uh, derivations, you know, I, I sometimes get into the the negative. 
Well, yeah, yes. mysterious, yes. mysterious, See unexplained. See where it takes me. But, you know, speaking of, of shadows, um, shadow boxes, yes. I, th- I thought was an interesting word. Yes. Because I know what a shadow box is, but I'm not sure how many of you young'uns out there know what a shadow box <laughs> is. But I looked up the definition of shadow box, which I did not know because I was wondering why they called it, why it was called a shadow box. Mm-hmm. And I looked up and military shadow boxes were originally simple boxes in which sailors retiring from shipboard service carried their belongings ashore. Superstition held that if the sailor's shadow touched the shore before he set foot upon it, he would have much bad luck. Oh. Therefore, you didn't want your shadow, so it was in a box, so your shadow would, would not reach the, 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 the sand or the beach or whatever. That's a very superstitious, superstitious. meaning of that. These sailors are superstitious. <laughs> of course, you know, they were always hunting for mermaids and looking for, you know, all of these mysterious Trying to avoid things. the siren song. Siren song. That's a, that's a cool song. I love that song. I love that song. Yeah. The siren. You're distracting me again. The siren yeah. singing. Yeah. <laughs> make, you, make you wreck. And also, um, Sean, the word tchotchke. Uh-huh. You don't know what that means. Yeah. I think it's an, uh, an Eastern term. You know, uh, it's used more on the East Coast. You know, the Jewish people maybe. Sounds, sounds Yiddish. And, it, and it's spelled with the T-C-H-O, but I spelled it, of course, C-H-O-C-K in my, as I would. Mm-hmm. When you feel something with tchotchkes, now they're keepsakes. They're little nick. I call tchotchkes in, in Southern terms, they're knickknacks. Mm-hmm. South is knickknacks. Knickknack. Knickknack. So I've got lots of tchotchkes, as you know. Yes, in my home. I know. I have you many, do. Many, many, you oh, have many things. As, Your house is a little bit like this the museum. There is very, there's <laughs> a lot to look at. Other people have said that. They're like, Bill, <laughs> slow down. Slow down. Well, even, even, even Cabinet this, of curiosity. Even the seashells that Roxanne brought back from uh, the, the beach are in my are in a shelf on a shelf at the mm-hmm, cabin. Mm-hmm. And every time I see them, I'll think of, of Roxanne and yes. giving those to me. Yes. And the rusted hex nuts. And, uh, because objects have a meaning to us, and the story that goes with the object, if we have a story that goes with it, it's a way to keep that story alive in our memory. And it's a way to share it with other people. And so it's not like, you know, I would ever say, you have to get rid of all your material things, you know. I, I know that's something that some people think get rid of all the material things or you will never be free yeah not so much yeah because the material things do remind us of of the importance and the value of things from our past and people and experiences yeah yeah yeah. And, uh, you know, we've, we've watched hoarders. We know what hoarders are. Oh, yeah. I've, I know. I've known some hoarders. <laughs> I've tried to d- think, well, if I can get rid of things, which I do enjoy purging uh, of items, not my, not what I've eaten, but I do enjoy purging. Um, it, it gives me a satisfaction. So, therefore, I think I'm probably not a hoarder. You are not a hoarder, Bill, okay. and you don't have, uh, you know, piles of newspaper in your house. Right. There's True. not a trail leading through, um, you know, use cereal boxes and and things like that. True. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh, potato ba- chip bags, but not cereal boxes. No, <laughs> no you don't no, order potato don't. chip bags. I don't. I don't. That is true. That is true. So yeah. I, I asked Bill to bring something because this poem makes me think about, you know, what are the things that are important? So this person, it was important to him to have this, his grandmother, his or her grandmother's jewelry, to look at, and Grandpa's fishing tackle to look at, and some photos from a hunt, hunting trips, apparently. And so those were, you know, objects of importance to 
uh, the person who wrote this poem. So what are objects of important to you? Well, what I brought in was I have a uh, original photograph that my mother had taken when she was about 15 years old. And she was wanting to send it to my father, who was overseas uh, during World War II. And it's got her uh, signature in the corner saying, Love Opal. And, you know, she's. <laughs> it's a beautiful picture. She's looking very glamorous. Oh, she, yes. It's 1940s glamour. Looking away from the camera, oh, yeah. you know, as they did, her right. head tilted. And as a child, I thought, <laughs> My mother's famous. <laughs> it this does is a look famous like person. a movie star she looks photo. Like Judy Garland or someone, you know? <laughs> yes, we have this at MackiePoemLife.com. You can look at yeah, it. Yeah, and she's bringing a. a one of her little cameos, you know, she was a very modest, came from modest means. And she told me about, she had a ribbon in her hair to match her dress, which I finally noticed. It's kind of a mauve colored dress. Right. And and most of her clothes were handmade. This one I think was not, maybe her older sister who was quite uh, glamorous, my aunt Velma uh, helped her, helped her dress her perhaps. But she's got a little bit of lipstick on and her eyebrows are arched. And I think she wanted to just show my father what was waiting for him back in the States. But it's a very sweet Stay photo. Alive, Stay alive. Get back over here well, as quick because, as you can. Please, because I, I need to be born. Yeah. Get back here. Yeah. We all need to be born, actually. Yeah. So. And see, that's a neat thing because nowadays photographs, we have them all on our phone and everything. And and this one, you can take a picture of it and you can have it on your phone, but it's not that original. Right. And so, yes, mm-hmm. it's, it's you know, it's got that tint to it that old photographs it used to have it, it's yeah. almost like it's been colorized it, it that is know? true and you wonder i wonder how many eyes have looked at this photo you yeah. know and, and admired it you know it went it went all the way to europe yeah to, to, to the uk yeah my dad was a, a medic so i don't know where he it's kept in it. good shape it's in yeah because it's an eight by ten and it's, it's eight, not eight wrinkled 10. up or anything he kept it in good shape yeah you know, wherever he kept it so good job dad yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i noticed you brought i brought one of your children i brought two things, two things. i okay. brought my giggles doll giggles. from when i was little um this i probably got in 1965 or 66 i she used to have – she's wearing an outfit that my one, my one grandmother, Gangi, we used to call her. She could not tolerate naked baby dolls. And uh, so one day she was over at my house, and Giggles didn't have any clothes on, oh, and she Giggles took was, her. Giggles was running around nude. nude. She, she was, uh, she Giggles was, was laying around oh. naked, and uh, Gangi could not handle that, and mm-hmm. she took her. And I didn't even know. I mean, she whisked her out of the house without even me knowing. Mm-hmm. And she made her this red dress out of, what is this, organza or something. Yeah, very. And little red bloomers she has on under it. And then she brought her back to me, and she's elegant, and this is – Oh my gosh! How yeah. long ago was that? Yeah, Sixty-five was a couple <laughs> of years ago, you know. And so she's been wearing this little dress all this time. Now, yeah. Giggles, if any of y'all know the Giggles doll, you used to move her left arm up and down, and her head would move to side to side, and she would giggle. Well, that sounds terrifying. Well, this doll is very old. Okay. And uh, so her head still moves, yeah. which is wonderful. But here's what she sounds like. Ooh, you know what? <laughs> that that's like me during Tai Chi class. When I'm trying to rotate my arms, <laughs> have you noticed that cracking sound? Yes. That was me. She doesn't giggle. She doesn't, you know, no, she we just giggle less as we get older. Squeak. She's still smiling, you know. What I enjoy is yeah. the, are the eyebrows because it. Uh, is she, is she well, I messed to, up her eyebrows a little I bit. I thought she was related to Tammy Baker. Tammy <laughs> That's Faye Baker. That's what it looks like. <laughs> I don't know why I thought she needed thicker eyebrows. Not, she really did not. Eyelashes too. See, I added you to did. her eyelashes. And those are very nice. So yes. yeah. So I got my Giggles doll here. Uh, my first grade teacher, Mrs. Grubb, Nellie Francis, Francis Grubb, 
we had a bring your doll to school day. I'll never forget it. And I got to bring Giggles to school and, and carry her around all day. Yeah. First grade. Ooh, exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Locust Grove Grade School. Now, the other thing I have is a tiny little candy cane pin. Uh, it's a Christmas pin. It's just it's a, just a cheap little plastic uh, candy cane. But it has a great memory for me. And right, so right. I would definitely make sure I took this whenever I left the house. Because way back when my son, who is, how old is Luke? 30, what year is this? He's 30, it'll be 32 this year. 32. When he was very small, uh, we lived downtown Bartlesville. And he had a friend just lived down the road. And they, they came in the house one day and they said, you know, Mom, can I have a few dollars? We're going to go down 7-Eleven, which is just down the street. And I'm like, oh, you just can go buy some candy mm-hmm. or something. And I'm like, all yeah. right, here's a couple of dollars. And, you know, be careful crossing the street and whatnot. And they both came back with pins that were on sale at the 7-Eleven for little kids to buy yeah. for their parents. Probably at the, at the, at the counter. <laughs> yes. You know. <laughs> yes. yes. And so he spent the money I gave him on this little candy cane pin yeah. instead of on candy. Yeah. Or if he bought candy, I never saw and, it. <laughs> and I bet he remembers that. You probably had that in mind. I, well, know. I don't know if he does or not, but you know. I certainly do. Like, okay, we got to remember that. <laughs> right? So I've kept that little candy cane over the years. It's actually in this little jewel box. I have two, which... Which um, has some, uh, some strange things in it. This this is a ceramic ear that's inside this box too. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah. It came off of a uh, uh, a head that a boy that I was dating in tenth grade made for me in art class. Oh, oh, I and had, I broke had the head, ear. and the ear fell off, uh-huh. and I kept the ear and threw the head away. Okay. Okay. Showed Thanks, him. Mike. Showed him. Thanks, Mike. I'll teach him. <laughs> yeah, he lost his head. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the candy cane and my giggles doll. I would certainly take with Important. me if my Important. house was and on fire. And of course, I know that your for kids, of mm-hmm. course, would be rushed out the door as well. And mm-hmm. but yeah, you know, we were talking about how um, the acquisition of the material things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love I love a treasure hunt. Um, sometimes I feel like for me, it gets in the way of. Uh, uh, more important things like I would rather maybe let's go on a trip instead of looking for this uh, item, going to auction and buying this, you know, work of art or whatever. Mm-hmm. I need to work on that. Well, you can do both. I can do both. You're yeah. right. I can do both and should do both. Uh-huh. And and But the things, the objects that we're talking about here are ones that, um, you know, just came along. They weren't any, necessarily something you were seeking out. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and, and then they became a part of a part of your memory. I was reading about uh, these the importance that objects have in 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 our lives and 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 why we value them so much. And what would you save in case of a fire? Well, most people choose objects um, that have some kind of characteristic that that they place a value on because it evokes memory. And I was reading an article by Brian Resnick and it's on Vox and he said um, things like photographs, jewelry, ornaments, childhood toys, those went out over laptops, clothing, cars, you know, sure. other oh, yeah. high-value items. Yeah. Because study shows that non-essential objects can become powerful cues for memory. And so if we want to – we can remember things so much better if we have an object that goes with that memory. Yeah, but also, because over time, you know, I'm thinking about this little candy cane yeah, pen. If yeah. I still did not have that pen – would I have that memory? Right. It would not be quite as vivid. There wouldn't be quite I'm a not jostling. not even sure I'd have it. You're not sure you'd have it. Yeah. But uh, you forgot to mention something, Sean. What's um, that? 
the things that we would take are irreplaceable. You yes. cannot replace yes. them. Now, a laptop, uh, you know, a, a, an electronic device, a phone, etc., uh, are replaceable. Yes, they may be expensive, mm-hmm. but they are replaceable. They're sort of easily replaced yeah. at an expense. Other things like this are simply one of a kind, mm-hmm. irreplaceable. Well, so, yeah, I mean, you could find another Giggles doll from that But not with these era. beautiful eyebrows. Not with and those that, eyebrows and, those and not with the dress that Gangi made I was on watching, her. I was watching Brady Bunch last <laughs> week, and, and Kitty Carryall uh, <laughs> got got misplaced and they bought her another one and she cindy said no she didn't no want it no no, no, no it, wasn't, it wasn't the same <laughs> so true story <laughs> i did watch a pretty bunch i found myself just watching tv like i was seven years old standing there like oh bobby and cindy let's you know i'm, I'm the same age as those two we are you and i are so childhood memories yeah yeah, yeah. right well um like I say, though, I, I kind of wonder about that thing about do you lose access to a memory if if the object goes away? And I don't know. Um, it's like when, I, when I, I left the first house I ever bought on my own and I thought I was going to lose all the memories because I didn't have the objects in the house anymore. And, and it, you know, it has faded it's a faded. little bit over mm-hmm. time. And, yeah. yeah. I, and, think, I think objects can be a... a, a vivid trigger of memories mm-hmm. so i think you have something there mm-hmm. well i remember whenever um the 911 happened i was standing in a thrift store in bartlesville and it was called the tuesday house and it was only open in tuesdays on tuesdays and i was looking at some books um golden treasury of poetry book that was on a shelf and so I will always. Everyone seems to. I will always associate. Were. You know, everyone seems that. to remember exactly where yeah. they were during when, when these events happened. These these uh, you know time altering events. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like the Murrah Building bombing. Yes. Um, well, that uh, that that was nine eleven, wasn't it? The, no, 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 no. The Murrah that that was not ninety five. Yeah. Ninety five was the Murrah bombing uh-huh. in Oklahoma City, uh-huh. and and then a few years later was the uh, Trade World Trade Center mm. attack. But I remember the sirens going down the street. I remember I was planting petunias in the in my planters in my house in Sand Springs, and I heard all these sirens and ambulances and police cars. And I thought, what in the world? Why is going? They were all heading toward Oklahoma City yeah. down the Turner Turnpike, not far from me. Yeah, uh, very vivid memories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, they they do stick with you. And like I imagine, what's happening over in Ukraine will never leave the Ukrainian people. Obviously, how could it? But um, yeah, very very. Uh, vivid triggering memories that will never fade. Yeah. Bill, do you do you know how much memory it takes to store a joke? Uh, Percentage-wise, store a joke as, to, as evidenced by to me. Store a joke. Storage, it, storage, how much memory does storage. it take? How many tchotchkes? How many? Seventeen percent of my memory. One giggle bite. <laughs> 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 Should have guessed it. Got clothes. And do you also know that that having too much sex can result in memory loss? Well, have you noticed how, how my memory is fading lately? <laughs> I, I, I read that on page thirty-seven, paragraph five of the New England Medical <laughs> Journal on September fifteenth, twenty fourteen, well, at ten thirty-seven a.m. I'm certainly not worried about you, Sean. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> no, it's not good for oh, me. Oh, not good for you? Did you? F- I thought the memory got better. Too much sex can result in memory loss. Yeah, but look how much you remembered. <laughs> look how much you remembered. The exact page, paragraph, line, you know, 
So that means I'm not having any sex, Bill. Oh, okay. You know, I maybe I'm dyslexic. I don't know. You know, help me, help me out, folks. My goodness. Well, you you did bring us some nice wine here that we're drinking yeah, for this episode. Like I told you, uh, this it's been one of those weeks where you know, Daddy needs some wine because it's, you know, <laughs> and, and, like a couple of weeks ago, you were saying, you know, this happened to you, and you know, you getting gas and hitting your uh, arm or uh, whatever. And you put it in perspective, and and it's like I have nothing to complain about. <laughs> and I was thinking I have been arguing this week with uh, Lon Crew, and then with an insurance company, and I'm, I'm thinking, poor me, why are they doing this? And it's like, you know what, Bill, you have no problems. You have nothing to complain about. Nothing. Perspective. Perspective. Pour, pour me another glass. I will pour you another glass. This is called Apothic. <laughs> the reason uh, I, I choose my wine by the name, people. This is called Apothic Crush. Is that not cool? Apothic Crush. So I think that needs to be the name of a band, but this is probably mm-hmm. copyrighted. You know, Bill, if alcohol can damage your short term memory, uh-huh. imagine the damage alcohol can do. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I've had a glass of wine, Sean. I don't know what you're talking about exactly. You're getting too metaphorical now. But I did pour you some more Apothic Crush. <laughs> My jokes are going over your head today. As they sometimes do. You know, I came up with a joke a while back. Many, many, many years ago, it's like, I'm a schizophrenic and so am I. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And they're like, mm-mm, mm-mm. no, you I didn't, don't get it. You didn't come up with that one. I didn't come up with that one? No, you did not. Oh, dang. I, thought I mean... Okay. I have a photographic memory. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I ran out of film in 1999. But. <laughs> Photographical memory. <laughs> did, you have, did you have a flash cube on your camera? One of those flash cubes that twists, you know? And then you get to get your photos back and you have legs and arms and shoulders and no head. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's sad. It was sad. <laughs> Let down. But. Going back to our poem, because it is a nice poem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, you talk. You told us about the shadow box. Mm-hmm. I like. I just like the word shadow. In fact, at first, when I was working on a little outline for this episode, I didn't even think about shadow. But you said shadow box would be a good title. So I. I think I'll. Yeah, I think that's what it's going to be. Shadow box. But I looked up shadow because I like that word. I do too. And, and of course, it comes from uh, the old English is shadow. Shade, and um, in Beowulf, Grindel is a shadunga, shadungaga, a shadow goer. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised there are not more women named Shadow because it's quite a lovely name, Shadow. Yeah, yeah, could be. You're right, right. But Shadow. But people have many, many animals, negative, many dogs, dark, many dark dogs image. are named Shadow because they're right by your side. I've known of many dogs named Shadow. Oh, I think they, maybe TV shows or whatever. Shadow, are they dark? Shadow, they dark. can be any typically, color, I guess. Typically, uh, they were dark. They were dark dogs. <laughs> As shadows are dark for some reason. I'm not sure why, but they were. Come to think of it, they were not toy poodles named Shadow. Those are Trixies, not Shadows. <laughs> right? Yeah, I like Shadow as well. Yeah. Mysterious. And you talked about whitewashed, and um, whitewashed. it is that phrase actually comes from my my. I was going to say lover, but I can't really say that. It's can't my that. Um, your online source <laughs> for <laughs> all things. What's, what's all that things. word? I I just lo- oh my platonic. My platonic friend, the online etymology dictionary, okay. told me that whitewash is from the 1590s. 
and just to wash a building surface with white liquid. And um, it comes from an old English word, which means bright, radiant, clear, or fair. And then the word wash comes from wet, you know, a word that just means wet. And so whiten and wash is to wash in order to make something shine or brighten. Wash. And when I think of whitewash, I remember uh, Huckleberry Finn episode where they were there was a fence that was... Tom Sawyer, yeah. Tom Sawyer, mm-hmm. uh, and where they were going to whitewash the fence. And yeah. I, as a child, I thought, what does that mean? But they were whitewashing. The illustration mm-hmm. was watch, washing... Or Cover up with, the old. Cover up the old wood with the, with the fresh white paint. Mm-hmm. That's how I associate mm-hmm. whitewash as a child. But in this poem, what what do you think is being whitewashed? So the shadow box, the you know, the tackle, the photos—they're whitewashed by the passage. I think of time. I think the memories are whitewashed. I think the memories are moving further and further back, mm-hmm. receding. Is the memory actually replacing an experience, or is it standing in for it? Um, that's a that is a good question. Uh, just a moment. Let me get another sip of this wine. No, um, uh, I, I would think that I, w- I would think that they would be uh, um, a five hundred word, five paragraph essay. Bill, begin it now. Okay, answering that question. Man, all of a sudden I got sweaty. <laughs> pencils down, pencils up. You know, begin I got, now. I got some do- deodorant in my desk office in yeah. there if you need it, Bill. <laughs> but what do you think, Sean? What is your opinion? Uh, is it, do you have is is this could either either one could be correct I suppose. Um, I think sometimes, especially with photographs, that they do replace a memory, and I think they can tarnish it a little bit. I mean, I or just change it. And we look at a photograph and we think we remember something that happened, and that may not be mm-hmm. may not be true. You know, right. the thing that followed the photograph or the thing that came before it. Um, yeah. Or if the the photograph is it's maybe you're a bunch of children, your family or something, you're all smiling, but but really the memory that you associate with that time was not a good one. So it makes you wonder. <laughs> it makes you wonder. Is this photograph uh, switching out a memory that I don't want to, you know, bring out? Yeah. Is it whitewashing? Whitewashing, or yeah. are you are you sort of? Uh, or am I thinking too deeply about? No, no, no. That, it, it's it's about it's very valid. I want to ask you something. Have you ever seen a photograph? We have several where the, the I've seen photographs. The, I know you have. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> where the object or the subject is sitting there posing beautifully, and there'll be a shadow of the of this box camera. Someone taking the the photo in front of the, and the shadow will be sort of in the in the image so you have the image of someone taking the photograph next to the subject and i can't say i've ever seen that there's a, they had these cameras where you look down in the box and you had to hold it down to take the photo is and this I, an old thing it's a very old about? thing it's old oh, thing, 30s, okay. 40s. it's yes. old selfies uh not so much selfies but uh the the person <laughs> taking the photo their shadow was in the uh, next to the image of the sub of the subject. Okay. So uh, my there's one of my mother where my father is looking holding. You can see him holding this box camera, looking down, and his shadow, him t- his shadow of her of taking the photos next to my mother. Okay. And that seems interesting to me because I thought I can imagine the entire scenario. What was he saying to mm-hmm. to to get her to smile, or what was the uh, what was going on during this time? Well, it'd be interesting to know what her, mem- yeah, what their memories what her memory were was. of the event. Yeah. But then you can make up your own stories about sure. it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's we, we. I think we tend to romanticize photographs sometimes with it maybe a little, we little, do a little much. We do, mm-hmm. and we maybe romanticize some of these objects too. Yeah, like even this ear, you know, even that I ears. was showing yeah. you. 
even that year. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I didn't date Mike for very long. Um, and so why do I still have this ear but that's you re- 50 years old? Would, would, you would remember his name if you didn't have the ear, correct? Do you yes. Think? But I yes, think I would, would remember be, his name. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you, There's also a note in oh, here. Oh, a note. That's yellow. Have you ever read this? Is this, is this the breakup note or something? Oh, it's actually from him too. Oh my gosh! I didn't. Re- I didn't remember this note was in here. Uh, I'm called Wang Dang in this note. Do, Wang do, Dang. Do, do I want to know why? Wang Dang, how you been doing? I have been doing nothing. <laughs> I can't read it. <laughs> I guess summer. There's finally here. I'm glad. I'm tired of all that cold weather. Why don't you take me up to Hutch's today at noon? And I sure would appreciate it. I don't even know what Hutch's was. Is, it, is, that, is that Kansas? Hutch's? Is that no, Can- oh, no, this okay. was here in oh. Locust Grove, America. Hutch's. Mary's party was all right. Man, this is a scintillating note, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> what, is there a date on this note? No, it just says Love Mike. Okay. This was 10th grade. Oh, Mike I wrote think. that. You didn't write Ninth that. Ninth or 10th grade. That. Yeah. Well, see, and obviously... Be- that- Becky is madder than hell at me. I oh don't my- care, though. Oh, Sean, you little <laughs> homewrecker. My gosh. You know, but you know, um, uh, obviously that note meant something to you because you kept it. Yeah. You kept it. I kept it with that ear. You kept the ear and, yeah, you're right. right. Well, yeah. I have to admit, Bill, I did keep a lot of notes and papers because I'm a paper You're freak. an ephemera. I'm, you're an ephemera. Yeah. Yeah, fanatic. So I do have a lot of notes that really don't have any big importance upon them. But you said you, you said you collect things like that, you know, yeah. uh, leaves and notes mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. things that are easy to easy to store and keep. And these little poems on postcards that people write. Um, I'm not even sure where I found this at. It was in a folder, I think. I don't know how it got into the folder, but this, you know, from 2017, this postcard that someone wrote this this wonderful little poem on us that we got to share with you all yeah, today. Yeah. And we, I, I, I never know what your criteria is, but I find it interesting, yeah. you know, and I, I am always like, yeah, let's do it. Let's roll with it. I've never <laughs> once said no to, to Sean's suggestions. You know, what do you think about this bill? Uh, nah. Well, no, I used I, to give you options though, and I don't even give you options no, I anymore. That. She's Did like, you hey, we're doing it? this, doing that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It doesn't bother me. I'm just, you know, it's like I said, you know, the, this podcast used to terrify me and now it's something I really look forward to. So. No. Well, thank you, no. Bill. This is, uh, I, I kind of want to end with this quote. I've been reading a book about, uh, when, uh, it's poets, um, female poets and writers, and they're just talking about their, their lives as such. And it is, this is the, the great Irish poet Evan Boland who said, All good poetry depends on an ethical relation between imagination and image. Images are not ornaments. They are truths. So the images in this poem we read today mm-hmm. and the images we've been talking about, the photographs, the doll, and all that, they, they're they not just ornamental. Mm-hmm. There's truth There's in truth. them. There's truth. And um, right. sometimes we know it immediately. Um, sometimes we have to explore it. And that's what good poetry is about. And it, the ethical relation, I think, is talking about between imagination and image is you can imagine all kinds of things, but ethically, you've got to tie those, relate those, bring those down to an image that you can share mm-hmm. with an audience, or that's not a fair relationship. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If it's just imagination Nebulous that's not and, tied, and, yeah, and, that's and not, not tied to something that you can give to the, the reader. Right. Yeah. Shared experience. 
Yes. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Well, there's my woo there we go. at the I end. See an aura. I see an aura <laughs> over us now. Well, yeah. thank you all for uh, listening and being with us on this episode. Always a pleasure. Yeah. Always fun. Yeah. I appreciate everyone. We, yeah. we, yes, we appreciate y'all so much. Keep listening. Keep sharing. And we'll see you next time. Bye, y'all. <laughs>